Today's episode is brought to you by the Restless Patreon subscribers. Matt and I might not be the best at marketing all the time, but we love making content. And if you want more of what you hear on the Restless Podcast, you can find it at patreon.com backslash the Restless Podcast. We have three tiers, and even at the entry level, you will get weekly bonus content that's only available for Patreon members. Matt and I wanted to make it possible for everyone who listens to get a chance at this extra content. So subscriptions start at only $3 a month. We wanted to make it lower, but we found out that the extra fee for a lower price would have made it cost even more. So we we picked the lowest number really that we could. With your subscription, you also get access to the Restless Resurgence, our Telegram group, where we carry on conversation throughout the day. If you've been wanting more Restless, this is where you get it. Once again, go to patreon.com backslash the Restless Podcast. This is Restless. Welcome back to Restless, a post-mortem on the young, restless, and reformed. I am your host, Matt. I am joined by Pastor Michael and his son, Warren. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing well. Back baby casting. So if you listen to this episode and you hear a really noisy baby in the background who just loves to grunt and moan and make lots of weird, loud noises all the time, that's what's happening. That's actually exactly what you're hearing. Uh, Your ears do not deceive you. Well, it's great that we have Warren with us because it kind of just shows how wholesome and sincere and good faith and winsome and family friendly and positive and constructive we are as a podcast. That's what we are, actually. I think all of those things are things that I've seen in reviews about our show. Speaking of which, if you go and you review the show and you uh, let us know that you reviewed the show on any podcast catcher, on Apple uh, podcast, anywhere that you listen to us. Um, if you do that and then you email us and tell us, we'll send you a sticker. And, and once a month, we're going to pick somebody to win a book. So, and I'm going to pick someone right now. I'm going to read a review. Go. And it has to be a five star, by the way. Like as, <laughs> as fun as it would be to give one of these away to a uh, one star, we're going to give one of these books away right now. I'm going to read a review. Also, uh, we released some bonus content last week where I, at the end, announced uh, the next two people who join us on Patreon will be getting a free copy of the book. As of this recording, one of those books have been claimed by our newest patron, Matt, which we'd love to, we're excited to have you on board. We'll get you this book in the mail. And we're also giving a book away from a book to whoever wrote this review called Rye Space underscore C89. So Rye underscore c89 if this is you you need to message us on twitter or email us and we will mail you one of these books and so here is his five-star review it's titled pastor michael new favorite show awesome love it this show is what i've been looking for normal dudes that i feel like i could hang out with and talk theology over coffee or a beer or both we'd spend all day together rye we would go out in the morning And then we'd spend the evening together as a former UMC member who is now planning to join my local PCA church. 
I find this show to be incredibly edifying, which is a great review to go to our next topic. on, Because as you know, we are edifying and we do this show in good faith. Everything we cover, we cover in the height of sincerity and candor and winsome and heartfelt, which brings us to tonight's topic. The good faith debates, Pastor Michael. Here we go. These these are going to be good. So and faith, and, and, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. And so, our listeners are no doubt aware of the good faith debates. So, the good faith debates. In case you're wondering, listeners, we're we're still working out how we're going to do this. But as soon as we finish the rise and fall of Mars Hill episodes, we are going to begin reviewing the good faith debates now will we do this on a long live stream and just watch them together maybe uh will we play clips maybe we don't know if you have if you have ideas and thoughts about how we should go about these we are interested in your feedback here's my thought by the way as you just said that because it's uh, i know we've talked about covering it but i haven't thought through exactly how we would do it i think we should watch it like live stream watch it together maybe even invite patrons to join us and we just discuss it and then afterward we could do a recap episode where we talk through it and talk what we thought about it maybe add a couple clips Uh, but i think that'd be fun great well everybody it sounds like these five debates are going to be very good faith and they're going to be great events for restless so look forward to late this summer after i move my house and or early this fall for the restless reviews of the good faith debates. Now, Pastor Michael, these debates, if they're going to be anything, they're going to be done in good faith. So uh, anything that has to say good faith debates, my just automatic assumption is that it will neither be done in good faith nor be really a debate. (laughs) That's how I feel about this going in. It just seems like you're really putting it on heavy. It does indeed feel like you might be putting it on heavy. Uh, it's like from Arrested Development, if you're a fan of that show, where the um, the alliance of magicians hold up their sign that say, we demand to be taken seriously, right? Like, they want you to know how serious they are. Meme it. Somebody meme that one. That We need that. We demand to be taken in good faith. And, <laughs> and so, Mike, Pastor Michael, as we get our wade our way into this we are going to play yay nay or nuance with all the questions that they propose to debate in these great debates i think all of which but the last one as as we record this has now been posted and so very exciting and we want to discuss these gay nay or nuance and what you are agreeing to is this is a good faith debate question for evangelicals secondarily the real subtext i think we want to talk through as we work through these questions is why is tgc doing this now why is tgc covering these uh substantial as they describe them debates at this point and so and so the question right so for so let's lay down a few parameters, I guess, right? For the, the question to be done in good faith, it is a real question we can disagree over and discuss. And two, I think it is actually something that would like be helpful, right? It, it has to helpfully address things. 
um, as far as they go. And so after we go through all the questions, we can um, discuss why we think TGC is doing this. Now, I'm going to read their one paragraph introduction as to why they're doing this before we go. We can comment on that before we begin going through these various questions. So, and, I, and we might already begin talking about why, why they're doing this series. But so this is their kind of one paragraph description of the good faith debates. When we keep the gospel central, there's a good start. We can disagree on lesser, but still important in still important matters in good faith. In the good faith debates, we hope to model this, showing that it is possible for two Christians united around the gospel to engage in charitable conversation, even amid substantive disagreement. Pastor Michael, do you have any thoughts about this, um, their, their opening description of what they're aiming to do with the good faith debates? So, um, you know, seems obviously uh, this is playing around uh, the fact that the Gospel Coalition has often set itself up as like they are. They're taking the center. That was, you know, the, the goal from the beginning of uh, both Keller and Carson, they wanted to kind of, you know, kind of reclaim the center of evangelicalism. And so as the center, as those trying to hold everybody together, apparently, um, they are um, trying to show, or so they say, what it would be like to um, disagree, but disagree well, and still be able to come to the table together. There is something almost noble about it, right? Like if, if I thought that it would actually be done in good faith, there, like there would then be part of me that thinks, okay, I like the idea in a very tribalized partisan time that you want to like, hey, we can, we're, we're going to at least have real conversations about this. I think that I like that as a concept, as an idea. Um, I have zero hope that that is what this will be. And why do you have zero hope of that? Maybe that's an important question to, to answer. Well, so we've just seen time and time again, uh, basically a, a lack of desire to do that it seems from the gospel coalition in the past even this past week dealing with things like gun control and equating things like uh you know wanting to um keep the second amendment to being pro-abortion and lumping those two things together from the editor of the gospel coalition right when you have when you have these sorts of people at the helm of your organization and often writing for your organization. Mm. Um, it just becomes clear that like, you don't, I don't think you understand where the fault line actually is and where we actually disagree. Um, and so that's why, I mean, I, and I don't believe that you're willing to have an actual long form in-depth real conversation. Um, you are willing to do a debate that is maybe not scripted, but you edit it. You're going to make it look a certain way. You're going to keep the time limit down. Um, if it got too spicy, my guess is you wouldn't play it. You know, you would cut those things out. You would, you would not have them. Yeah. Now, now I will say, since these have been released, we did look at the, the time length of two of these, uh, another night. And I, man, guys, I'm still a new Calvinist deep down. I, I still am like, I, I think this is really, they're really going to have a full debate. Like they are going to do a full long crossfire here. Like, I'm still cage staging with James White. I'm like, everybody loves two and a half hour debate. Everyone would, everyone would do those. 
given the chance and i'm like oh wait they're they're 40 they're 42 minutes long oh you can't you can't even start to have a conversation oh. about these topics oh. in 40 minutes what are you doing yeah here and here is here is all right we're just we're we're before we get into these and we can say if we if we think we're wrong about this because they're so well out there they're, they're you know what these debates are and we're going to go through them title by title but let's uh, we'll, let's just put our cards on the table of why i think they're doing this so i think number one it's because the coalition the new calvinist movement has been breaking down over yeah, these issues absolutely it's splintering all over the place and their answer and the gospel coalition's answer is and you can't do that this shouldn't you shouldn't be allowed to break it down over these issues and we're going to find out maybe that's a secondary question we can ask this in the yay nay or nuance is this an issue that is actually worth potentially breaking down these issues over now part of the problem of this is is actually when this is i think also somewhat part of the gospel coalition's mission creep over time again there were only so many articles they could write on justification by faith and life as a pastor and have da carson do new testament studies to continue the content train yeah, at some point you have to get Charlie Self, who is definitely absolutely definitely a real. real person. He's very there's real. No, there, there's no doubt in our minds can about you ask, this. Man, I just saw a recent one. Can you ask your employer for health insurance? Okay. Okay. Not this a real gospel collision article. This is a gospel coalition article. Definitely a, definitely a real, real. Person it was not written that. by a bot by yep. any means. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't just take common terms like job and healthcare and can a christian and find a way to put those that sentence together as basically as it possibly could next article that comes out is it is it acceptable for christian websites to use artificial intelligence to write articles <laughs> now now here's a question and and if and if there's a person obviously people basically view us as and it's fine that we would be you know that potentially pastor michael and i would be too hard hard right in the the mind of the gospel coalition to be able to engage in a good faith debate we our perspectives are would be so outrageous that yeah. we may not be allowed to engage in a good faith debate yeah and if it's in the mind of the gospel coalition that's probably true right and that's what i'm talking <laughs> about but but the problem when i think about this and this is why i i'm, I'm bringing this up because i'm a, admitting a possible bias I don't remember bringing up any of these conversations like, yeah, like we're going to talk about guns and whatever. And, and as we go down these lists and we're not going to, I'm not even really going to share my views a lot. We might do that. Obviously when we review these debates, we might do what would our good faith, what kind of spicy good faith debate kind of thing would we want to bring to these subjects? Cause I, I, I think that would actually be fun. What would be a actually spicy Christian proposition to it and it could just be the christian church really doesn't have much to say about this and i don't know that they will because a lot of these are um they touch on directly uh christian ethics and worldview now the the issue is that none of the none of the people like it was no one on the we'll say the con side of these things that was saying christians need to be about gun control christians like we have to uh 
whatever is happening out there with racial reconciliation, we have to put a stop to that. We need to redefine evangelical. Maybe, maybe that one almost close, but right. Not, I was not asking anyone these questions. And so it's hard for me to understand, you know, like, well, like, so these calls for unity feel fairly one-sided, right? Yeah. So you came in and you started to say, Hey, if you don't agree with me on these things, that makes you a bad Christian. You're not following the scripture. There's all of these problems with you. You are defending those who own slaves. You are like, you know, you're defending violence in the name of the scripture. Like you're pushing all of these ideas. You came in here, started yelling all these things, started writing articles about all of these things. And now when I'm like, well, wait a minute, I don't think that's quite true. You're like, okay, well, you know, like that's, you know, now, now obviously you're bringing this up. So now I have to come in and I have to, you know, make it, make it easy on everybody by giving a good faith debate. Yeah. I can't believe you're so you, you value unity so little. Right. Well, well, no, I, I, I mean, I was, I enjoyed everything we were talking about learning about justification and the five solas. I love all the, the historical theology that I've been learning. I thought we were together on this. Come on. Come on. Oh, Oh, well, okay. You know, like, and, and, and this is, I think the issue. And, and so I think, again, this is the, 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 the goal to hold together this coalition and hold themselves kind of as the people who get to guide this conversation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Staying as they are the gatekeepers um, to who's going to be allowed, like what kind of a view and how even more so than like, who is going to get to say what, um, what views are acceptable. I think maybe even more so, how exactly are we allowed to conduct these conversations? Right. I think that's way more because my issue is not even with like, hey, let's, if the Gospel Coalition wants to have people come and talk about gun control or something like that, I think there might be a place for it. I, you know, I, we give them a hard time and I, I like to make fun of them for, you know, branching off of all of the actual gospel things. Uh, but if they want to do that, it's like, that doesn't bother me that much. It's not that big of a deal to me. Um, however, uh, what it seems to be is it's that same, like big Eva, we've got to protect each other. Like nobody can lobby harsh criticism against another. Um, it all has to be done as if we can say upfront guaranteed, like we're all, we're all in this together, but what if we find something where we're not right? It seems like that's not an option. Yes. That is again, part of the problem here is that just so you know, like, even if you disagree on these things at the end, you have to, you, you have to, you have to totally accept them. Right. Like, right. like that might not be true. Why, you know, like, why not, do I have I'm to grant that to going say that. in? Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no reason I should have to grant that going into a debate. Yeah. We are debating. And like, if, Hey, listen, like, um, is, is it true that we're in a time that is so divisive that, we might be breaking fellowship and drawing hard lines where we shouldn't be. I think that's very possible. I think that's very possible. I also think we're in a time when there are many people who are trying to like fuzz up the lines enough where it's like, Hey, there's not really any lines. Church discipline doesn't matter. Um, Like we can all kind of get along. There's just an assumption that like the stuff that happens over and over again in the new Testament, when, you know, Paul warns the Ephesian elders that some from among you 
are going to rise up and start teaching something that's false as if that's not a possibility at all. Right. And we're not even saying that is like in these debates are some of these people in that category. I don't know. Right. I, I don't know, but it does seem like we're saying from the outset, that is not a possibility. And if you say that, then you're outside of the conversation. You're not allowed in. So what you just said are two very important and brilliant things. One, sorry, there you go. Brilliant. Wow. I don't use that right. word a lot, Thank but you. here's, Thank here's you. one of the, one of the reasons it's so important is this is the precise reason you debate something is to find out if that person is saying something that should be thrown outside. Yep. That is the precise value a debate provides. We learn, hey, we're not that far apart. Hey, we learn, you know, these, maybe these are valid. We learn, oh no, you're Arius. Get Santa Claus <laughs> yeah, in here. Right. We need to slap, slap you around a little bit, you know? Or the other, and the other thing is, is yeah, no, no, no. You know, like it's, it's actually never will you draw you no you can't draw a line no it's if you say well you can't draw a line on these things so that means if i do draw a line on any of these things oh i'm out right like oh that's where you chose you chose to draw the line and you're trying to get the right to do so yep i hope at the end of these debates they prove us wrong by like choosing one of the people to winner. basically say yeah, like there's one winner and then for the loser somebody comes out dressed as santa claus and just you know just socks them <laughs> this who, is who would like restless to begin hosting our own <laughs> debates they would we would call them the restless high stakes debates that's cause... right restless debates <laughs> yeah. oh man they elephant, would be elephant room 3.0 yep. except this time uh people actually get like voted off in some way where they like they have to leave they if if you have the affect and also just so you know if you have the affect size and mannerisms of santa claus we'd love to have you on the show and potentially <laughs> book you for a series of debates we've got we a may. business idea we want to <laughs> run past you <laughs> i think it'd be huge well I think we've kind of covered kind of why we think they're doing this. But so let's walk through these, the, the debate questions. Um, and we can, we can yay, nay, or nuance these questions. And I will note all of these debates, obviously they've spent a long time producing these. None of these are related to current events that have occurred in this country over the last month. And it would be easy to think they were because some of them are um, kind of, literally being ripped off feel like they're being ripped off the headlines just just so you know yeah so so if if we can give them any compliment it's they are choosing issues that are so on the nose of what people are discussing right that they they know what is being talked about they know that where the discourse is culture right so debate number one yay nay or nuance can this be a good faith debate pastor michael how should christians think about gun control and the right to bear arms. I'm gonna go with yay. I mean, as a, just as a as a question. Um, well, I guess so. As a debate, this is not a this is not a debate topic, right? Like this is they call it a good faith debate. Right. This is a discussion, right? Hey, let's talk through this question. Mm. Um, so maybe I have to say nay because uh, as a like as a debate, there's no proposition, Correct. right? For a real debate, you would need a proposition and one to take the positive and one to take the negative. Um, and so I don't, I guess I'm not clear what the proposition itself is going to be. Maybe they won't, maybe they won't have one. And it is interesting that I do think later the, the issues, uh, the propositions actually 
are more obviously stated in at least the question itself. And so I think that those will come closer. But I actually do think, um, and, and spoiler alert, everyone, I am not going to be a yay on a lot of these questions. I do think this one is general enough that we could um, we could say yay to this. Now, I do think there are some potential problems around it because I actually think, right, if you wanted me to discuss this, if I want to discuss this as a Christian, right, when we discuss things as Christians, this is where I feel like we're in a bit of a mission creep. Who at the Gospel Coalition knows anything about guns? <laughs> right? Yeah, or, right. Or or there's like there's like literally a thousand questions you have to be able to um, cogently discuss to answer this in a in a in a we should want more gun control, we should want, you know, like all kinds of things. I think again, the question like that I would want to talk about is you know, is there a, the question that the church might have a role in saying is, does the Christian have the right and responsibility to self-defense? Does the Christian have the right and responsibility to maybe some kind of greater public good? Um, or, you know, like those are the kinds of questions that I actually think we could, that would be potentially a, a more relevant thing for the church to help a Christian understand. Yeah. from which they can reason out these other things. But I do think as far as it goes, this one is a yay. This was done by Bob Thune and Andrew Wilson. Oh, if anyone who was involved in making these, none of these people will ever speak to us. You want to come talk to us about what it was like to make your good faith debate. We would be certainly would certainly love the behind the scenes look. Yeah. So debate number two is woke church a stepping stone to theological compromise. Pastor yes, Michael. It, yes. Uh, I mean, oh, we're doing gay, nay, or nuance. Can <laughs> this be a good faith debate? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I forgot what we were doing. I um, forgot you were, you were just answering. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought you were asking me a question. Um, oh, man. Uh, so is woke church. So what a weird way to put that. In, yeah, yeah. Woke church is in quotes. Is this like specifically the book? woke church because there's a book right isn't this uh gold hallelujah guy eric mason's book yep Uh, eric mason's book with the ford written by ligan duncan ligan duncan well known in the pca conservative circles interesting choice interesting choice so i i'm I'm gonna say that this is probably not a debate regarding um gold hallelujah (laughs) eric mason's book (laughs) what if they did what if they did a whole whole debate just about his book that'd be hilarious oh that would be a very appropriate debate like it would actually it would be really very appropriate but i think this is the the more the movement right the idea whatever the woke church is whatever you know um so do you think this is a a good faith question yay nay or nuance i guess i so i'm going to say nay um i don't know quite how to answer these just with so limited like amount but uh, in part, simply because we're still dealing with like a 40 minute so-called debate. Sure. And like, we could sit here and talk about what even the woke church is. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, how do you even define this? How, mu- how many of the 40 minutes are spent answering that question? Yeah. I'm right. And 20, I, half of it. 
yeah and when you can't do that how much are you talking past each other which is Mm -hmm. obviously a major problem right now like there's a lot of talking past each other um Mm -hmm. and a lot of people who like nope i get it i get what you're saying and i really think you're wrong and it's like well no i think you just misunderstand nope i don't misunderstand i pretty positive i know you mean and and you're just wrong um so so that's i i cannot imagine the gospel coalition covering this in a way that actually like spans the actual disagreement and and so you're you're making predictions about the future which yeah i shouldn't i shouldn't make predictions here's why i'm a nay because again, this is where I think we begin to see these suckers loading the question. Oh, I see it already. Yeah. The woke church is not a stepping stone to compromise. The woke church is compromised. Yes, the end. Right. That's the debate. The debate isn't could this lead us down a path of compromise? The answer is that is why this is where it feels like these we've talked about steering the conversation. Yep. The issue isn't that I'm worried that someday you might compromise on an important issue my answer is you you are doing that right now that's that's what i'm worried about yeah yeah no i i see that and and we're gonna see it more as we continue these topics spoiler alert (laughs) spoiler alert even more bluntly Uh, but i think you're right and i think this is what i want to be watching for even when we watch these debates is how is this shifting the window of like what is acceptable what is not um how is it pushing it to say Oh, there are certain things that are out that uh, that we might say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Whereas there are many things that are in that we'd be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That's not even like quite what the debate was about. But now you're just talking about these things as if they are acceptable. Um, you can think of a lot of different, you know, so woke church, you know, so all of a sudden you're quoting certain authors or certain like philosophical traditions as if they're just acceptable topics. And that's just passed over. Well, then we might, you know, start to see, okay, this is shifting that conversation in the direction of something that we would say is problematic. Yeah. All right. Debate number three. Here's a, here's a, here's a mouthful of a, of a question. Should the pro-life movement be holistically womb to tomb or narrowly womb focused? Pastor Michael, yay, nay, or nuance. This is a question setting up a good faith debate. Yeah. So nay on the good faith again. Um, so the, the contrast is holistic or narrow. The frame, the framing of that is like, it's shockingly like, uh, again, on, on its face, like, yep, we know which one we like better. Right. Right. Right away. Yeah. So I'm a nay here too. This is, this is a pretty outrageous example because right this is the like this is the of of again what we're debating is they're like well you don't believe in all of these health like again it's it's denying what the term pro-life exists to do and i will actually say pro-life advocates actually have a lot to say about end of life care they've historically always opposed euthanasia right it's yep. been adoption there you know adoption all of these other issues that come up yep that they they are actually very involved in a number of issues but what they they are denying is like they're saying there are certain actions that are that are evil we must stop and right so euthanasia right they, they believe that's a form of murder um, even or suicide right murder or assisted suicide right these I mean we literally call it assisted suicide at this point so I mean I'm 
I was trying to come up with a description. I was like, oh, this is just what people think they're doing now, which is crazy to me. Um, abortion, you know, these issues. But again, right, the, the, that what is being attempted to yoke it to is, I mean, I, I mean, the idea that we're, we're literally now using the terms womb to tomb. Like, I, I guess, I guess if I take the logic of the pro-life movement, yeah, I don't want anyone to be able to allow to murder you at any point in your life. Yeah, yeah. If that's oh, is that all yeah. here and swallow prior means? Okay. <laughs> no. Oh, <obviously>. yeah. <laughs> right. I also am against murder at all stages of life. Thank you. Right. And so, you know, obviously this is going to be a debate about social programs and all yep. of these things. And the problem is that the question isn't the best way to help homeless people. The question is, am I allowed to murder homeless people if they're in the way? If I think it would be better for society if they were murdered. And I don't have to believe anything about any other homeless Any other policy, policy, any other, yep. Because I fully admit I could be wrong about everything that would better help them. It also, it confuses, so it confuses it and it adds all of these elements in to the point where if you are not an expert in all of these different things or think that you're an expert in all of these different things, uh, but like if you're not, then in a sense, it cuts you out of the conversation, right? It, it says, okay, well, actually there's very few who are allowed to speak to this because there's very few who have done the work on the policies and that, you know, this healthcare program and um, this adoption agency and this, you know, prenatal care, whatever it is. Like there's very few people that have covered all of these bases. Right. Um, and, you know, again, womb to tomb. I mean, that's literally the entirety of somebody's life. There's no stopping this, right? There's no... Right. There's no no stopping this at any point. Um, And I wonder if one of the arguments is going to be like, hey, people aren't going to believe that we really care about, you know, infants if we don't, you know, support all of these other things. Right. Like and again, it it just makes me think of like, dude, why didn't why didn't the people in the north care about the poor people in the south when they came through and burnt down their towns to to like free the slaves? Like, why do you care? a little bit more about all oh oh you weren't like holistically for freedom you were just narrowly like you shouldn't allow race-based slavery like ah well that was you're a really single issue there abe come on you have these single issue voters (laughs) yeah oh man as we've all learned everyone at this point is a single issue voter at this point yeah. So, hey, Scott Klusendorf, who's in this debate, he's a great guy. Um, seems is. to be anyway. His like his writing. Um, I've read some of his work on uh, abortion, and he seems to be um, a pretty solid dude, as far well, as I, I can tell. Although well, I, every time we endorse somebody and say they're a solid dude on here, it like turns out that they're later, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks later, they at least make us say, "Maybe you didn't want to shout me out." Um, <laughs> two weeks later, they're in a conference with every person that we've ever said on the podcast you shouldn't some. trust. <laughs> so yeah. So. Uh, yeah, when I saw his name here, I was like, oh, I, I look forward to hearing what he has to say, even though I do not think this in any way represents a good faith question. All right. Debate number four. What is the best approach for the church to address racial injustice? Pastor Michael. Um, I'm Just to go with my same kind of flow um, from question number one, I'll say nay, although I'm kind of a yay. I, I'm not nuanced. <laughs> I'm not taking nuance. Um, just because it's not a, so what's the best approach? There's no 
proposition. When you say, should this be, right? You've got a proposition there. Right. Um, whereas what is the best approach? This is maybe my problem with all of these so far. This is so broad that we're talking about the questions and going to take 40 minutes to do it. And you're going to like have the actual debate right. in 40 minutes. Like this is, this is not going to go anywhere. Um, and so what, you know, what's the best approach um, for the church to address ra racial injustice? There's like, that is such a large question. That's right. such a giant question. It's the same as saying like, you know, shouldn't we be womb to tomb pro-life? Like you're literally just talking about everything. At everything this that could ever happen to a person. Yeah. Like how do you even, how do you even start with something so general without an exact proposition of, Hey, is this okay? Is this policy? Is this thing that the gospel collision has been writing about and people have been upset about, is this acceptable? You know, things like that. Hey, remember like that reparations book, is this something we should be doing? That'd be an interesting discussion. Yeah. Talk about like, talk about reparations. Like, should we be giving reparations? That's an but, actual proposition. This is something we can actually like discuss. And it is concrete. So, so I'm actually a nay on this one, even though I was a yay on the first one, um, because the issue I have is, once again, this question, I believe, assumes what is an actual topic of debate. What is the best approach for the church to address racial injustice? This is not, um, I'm not denying the existence of racism or people um, being obviously historically, right? Obviously, that's, you know, this is why actually potentially your example of the reparations debate would have been better and more interesting but the one of the realms of debate today is actually what constitutes right racial injustice yeah because if if we agree that like this is why it's such a big deal is if we actually assume there is injustice for example like with the abortion one which the gospel coalition has always been very pro-life very anti-abortion actually it now, there are obviously some radical people that only want one kind of solution, one kind of we can there's only one thing we can do about this. Right. Some there are some people who are on a fringe of abolitionism, which if they ever hear a word that I just said, they will flood me with angry emails and messages. But there are people who are on a on a in a far fringe that only will accept one solution. But actually, if we agree there is a, a thing is an injustice generally the discussion of what we do about it isn't a debate it's it's we're going to do something about it yeah right? it's we like what what is the best approach but we're not debating at this point we're we're heading in the same direction yeah we're in agreement let's get rid of this thing you want to do it that way i want to do it this way let's just go do it right and so this is a similar right this is a similar question because this question if we're just being honest is talking about if are the things point that critical theory is pointing out racial injustice and what should we do about it? That's what that's, there's like two layers to this. Yeah. Um, and potentially what the churches and obviously it's what the church's role is. Right. And yeah, so, with a lot of this, like, I mean, this is, you know, like you said at the beginning, this is one of those kind of overarching questions that is just assumed that um, all of these are things that the church should be involved in. Right. Um, and that like, you know, we don't doubt Christians should be Correct. involved in all of these things in some way or another. Um, 
however, like what like what is the actual role for the institutional church? That's a totally different question. Right. Right. And so so that is why I am a native of this one, because I think that there are it's already again, it's it's this example of them loading the answer. And and maybe they believe, you know, this is me sincerely taking them as wanting to have maybe they sincerely believe that we actually all agree on these underlying issues. And if they believe that, this is why they don't see it. They don't, this is why the gospel coalition doesn't get it. They don't actually get what the, then I, I, I'm sort of taking back where I'm like, yeah, hey man, they kind of have nailed the things people are talking about, but they don't, then they don't get where the disagreement is. If yeah. this is the case. Okay. And this num- number five is a really strange one. It, Pastor it does not seem to, I, I get how it fits. I do yeah. get it. But it does seem when you first read it, like, whoa, that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, you're going to have to help me because all of these are ones where it's like, dude, we're going full knives out on Twitter over most of these things. This one is like, okay. It's a little more ambiguous, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it's all about. Great. So yay, nay, or nuance. This is a good faith question for debate. Should we insist on a theological and historical definition of evangelical? If many self-described evangelicals see it primarily as a political identity. So um, I'm going to say nay. Uh, That's where I'm going to jump in on this one because of how they say if like if you just stop, should we insist on a theological and historical definition of evangelical? That would be like I I actually think that there could be interesting discussion on this. We've had this discussion on the podcast. We've talked about this. Um, But then they add. If many self-described evangelicals see it primarily as a political identity, I don't even know how you can tell if that's true. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know where you start with that kind of a thing, right? Like, that's just so strange. But I'll give you a really nerdy debate as I, here's the quantitative survey study I have done to. Like, it's just a weird, you know, I don't think you can, right, basically is what I'm saying. Um, but the reason they're doing this, by the way, is, of course, like everything and everyone uh, that exists currently, this is about Trump. Uh, this is all about Trump. It's because evangelicals, by and large, voted for Trump. And so people were scrambling to say, man, what does evangelical mean if a bunch of them voted for Trump? Because I have considered myself an evangelical and I read the Gospel Coalition and I maybe <laughs> write for or edit the Gospel Coalition. And I thought that it was a sin to vote for Trump. And so, like, how can this be? Like, how can there be evangelicals that would do this overwhelmingly? This, this uh, is do this. You're, this is so right because here are the here are the the two things that I would like to say. This is so. This is why I'm an A. I don't know any evangelical who describes themselves as an evangelical as a primarily political identity. As political, I've never heard of that in my life. By the way, if At you all. you know so. Um, <laughs> Even like even those who they like when it's used as a political designation, which it is in some ways, um, it's it's not used that way because people themselves have used that designation, meaning something political by it. You know what I mean? Like they they don't like that's not as far as I can tell a thing that is (laughs) that doesn't exist. But if you are in kind of ivory ivory tower uh or like you know in an urban center 
um, typical Democrat liberal, you watch CNN. And so you model your debate series off of them. You, you like, if you, if you just read the New York times, this, I actually think that this is something you would maybe think, right. You well, know, like this is people use this just as a political identity. This, this was getting, this was getting to the second point. Cause here's actually what they wanted to um, title this debate. Should we insist on the theological and historical definition of evangelical, even if the mainstream media see it primarily as a political identity? That yeah. is what this debate actually wanted yep. to be about, which is could actually, as I, I said that jokingly, and then I realized, no, that's actually kind of an interesting debate. Because, if, we again, we've had this main, conversation. If the mainstream American discourse is saying evangelical means go Bama, I vote Trump. Do we need to do, can we just, do we need to let it go? Like, yeah. is it, does it no longer help anyone know anything about my church? This is a conversation that we've had, that we've talked about, that, you know, people have been talking about for a long time. And it wasn't just, it wasn't even just like Trump brought this up, although he right. helped to exacerbate it yep. um, as he did many things. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the great exacerbator. Uh, he, uh, he made us talk about it maybe, but this is just a conversation we've had of, should I call myself an evangelical? There are people that I've talked to that I'm like, I guess you could call me an ex-evangelical. There are people I've talked to who I'm like, I don't think that I could really call myself an evangelical. And there are people who I talk to who I'm like, yeah, I'm an evangelical because it means very different things. We right. like we use it as this weird word that means a lot of things. So I actually think that this could be an interesting conversation. And Andrew Walker may be a great guy to have that conversation. Uh, I don't know the other guy at all. Sorry, yeah. Ryan Burge. Um, I do not know you. I don't but, know if you'll be great, but I, I have high hopes. But here's the problem. This is like, it's the final thing. And it's the other thing. TGC, if you are listening, I've, I've come on a mission of love. This is why everyone is so mad at you. Because many self-described evangelicals primarily see it as a political identity. Why is it their fault? You? Why did you have to load into this question? Man, if you guys wouldn't have Man, just... those stupid Ruby evangelicals. <laughs> they ruined is... it for us. Now all of my friends, when I go out to the fancy restaurants, they think I'm one of you. Yeah. They think I voted for Trump. You so know, now like... I have to... <laughs> well, now I have to figure out if I need to insist on a historical and theological definition of this word. When I go to my book club with Russell Moore <laughs> and Francis Collins, they don't even know what to think of me anymore. Right. Yeah. They, they wonder if I'm going to sing along with them in their song they sing. And so, so Pastor Michael, I think I went one for four on a yay. You went, you went two for three. Yeah. I went kind of, I don't know. I, I had two that were kind of yay nays and I don't want to call them nuance, but I guess I could have to call two of them nuance, but two out of, th you know, two out of five, there's still three out of five. That's a majority nay. So I don't think I don't think I get to be called nuance for this episode. So it is a, we will look forward to listening to these episodes. And I, I think we do need more debate today. Yeah. And well, and maybe debate, I don't, I'm not sure that debates are always helpful. And sure. especially in today's culture, I actually think that mm. debates might not be helpful. Um, I, what I actually want to see is not a debate of like a, a classic debate, you know, like a typical like, yeah, go back to some of the James White debates that we just ate up all the time. And I still watch from time to time. Uh, like 
this really well-structured debate where like, if you are a logical person, you could sit down and parse out where the dividing lines actually are. I don't know that there are many people capable of doing that right now. Um, and maybe that's just, maybe I'm just becoming cynical, uh, but I, I'm not sure that's true. However, what I would like to see is a Joe Rogan podcast style where you like you sit down with somebody and you have three hours of back and forth, mm. three hours of asking questions, kind of go on some rabbit trails and come back. Like, but you're, you're actually able to get to some substance of mm. what's going on and where the differences are. Um, but I'm not, I'm basically convinced that there are very few people willing to do that in these higher echelons of the gospel coalition or whatever other big Eva machine there is. And it would take a lot. I, I know that it would be difficult. And the reality is it will open you up. This is why I don't think they'll do it. And this is why I think they like 40 minute debates, just like all politicians love the 30 and 40 minute debates that they do because you can't get anywhere. All you have to do is give your soundbite and that's it, right? You give yeah. your soundbite and it's over and you can look good. You know that there's some people that aren't going to like it no matter what, but you'll look good to the people you're trying to impress but you don't actually get to substance at any point. And so that's ultimately I'm a nay on all the debates because I don't think you can, I don't think you can do it this way. I think this, this format, um, the medium itself is not conducive to actually getting to the substance of why there's disagreement and how we can get along if we can, you know, for one, but if we can get along, but even over these differences, how exactly we're going to move forward doing that. I don't think that you can get anywhere like that in this medium. I think you, that brings up such an interesting point because I, I obviously agree with you on how, you know, like the, the fact that like debate, you know, right. I'm sure James White rolls in his, I guess I was going to say grave. He's still with us. Everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure he like he he cringes so hard on his bike every time a anything in our political sphere is called a debate. Right. Because he right So believes in the value of these long structured um, these um, debates. And but I, I, I think it is such an interesting point of you saying that actually I'm wondering if that medium actually doesn't make sense for what the goal is in, in today's, in our current culture. Like, is that the actual medium by which these things can come out? And, and is it better to do it in these um, kind of these Joe Rogan, you know, these type kind of settings? And I actually think you might be right. It's given me a lot to think about. And I think, Really, when it comes down to it, the reason I and I often think about this as I enjoy engaging with people who disagree with me on various things. I think that obviously there can be a love for contentious things. Obviously, that's not what the Gospel Coalition loves. They want us to all just say, you know, we all think the same thing. So we're all good here. But I think. There was a, I, I always think of it because it is a, one of the oldest commentaries that was ever written on the Westminster Confession of Faith. And it's called The Truth's Victory Over Error. It's by 
um, the uh, Presbyterian David Dixon or the true principles of the Christian religion stated and defended against all heresies. And then he kind of, and then obviously it's a Puritan title. So he lists every heresy yep. that he, <laughs> he contends against um, and that it, and he does it as a commentary. And so I just so often think that there's actually a healthy desire that I just want to see the truth vindicated in these settings. And, and so that's my goal, right? So my goal isn't to like, ha ha ha, I have done the most academic, the best presentation, but right. What you're saying is perhaps in our time, in the venues that we have, these long form interviews are for what we are able to do in our day are the best ways to see truths, victory over error. And that's what I want. And that's what I wish this could be about. Because if this could be about the truth, victory over error, not all errors are equal, right? The, 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 uh, the helpfulness or not helpfulness of the term evangelical is not as big of an issue as one of the Ten Commandments to not murder. But there still can be truth vindicated because ultimately, this is a goal of vindicating Jesus, vindicating what he said at an ultimate level. And again, not every debate, not every disagreement is on these ultimate issues. But that is, I think, the desire that people have that these things get at. Thank you for listening to our very sincere and edifying discussion of the good faith debates yeah we did Pastor them in Michael, good faith we did them in good faith that's and, right uh, i give us a yay i give us a yay on the good faith uh discussion on the good faith debate pastor michael what should people do if they want to interact with us more or if they want to support the podcast hey there's so much that you can do you can go to the restlesspodcast.com and you can check out the store and buy some awesome uh, merch with a uh, restless logo on it or many other things you can go to patreon.com slash the restless podcast and there you can you can uh, uh, join us and uh, even on the lowest levels you get access to the telegram group where we discuss things all day this kind of things we'll throw it out to the group and we'll just discuss these things all day pretty much every day in good and faith in good faith always and uh, if you have any you know um, critiques of what we've just said you keep those to yourself. <laughs>